I'm Daniela Mazio. I'm a writer, performer, advocate, and communications and accessibility consultant. And this is what Chicago sounds like. So I'm originally from the West Suburbs, but I always used to come into the city with my parents. We would go to, you know, theater, and I fell in love with it when I was a kid and always knew that I wanted to end up here out of all the cities. I was like, Chicago's going to be it. I moved here about a decade ago for college. I went to DePaul University, and I've been here ever since. I feel like I've worn many different hats and they've all kind of circled the humanities and kind of cultural work. So I originally went to school for theater and a minor in film. I kind of came out of it deciding that I didn't want to do strict theater, like traditional, just go the traditional pathway, try to get arts administration or directing jobs. I knew I loved performing and towards the end of college, I actually started to do comedy, which I had always Loved growing up. My dad had me watch all of the Carlin and the Richard Fryer and the Mitch Hedberg and was doing stand-up and musical comedy for a while and ended up producing a variety show with a couple of friends from college. And that was great. I, I loved doing that variety show. Um, it had a very DIY nature. We were in many different shapes and forms, and we would host the show in my apartment in a couple of apartments that I was in. Uh, and that was just it was just an amazing way to kind of figure out how do you bring people in? How do you still make it really feel like a show? Me and my co-producers, it was always really important to us for it to not feel like this hierarchy of you're in the audience and that person's on stage and, you know, you're paying them to perform for you, but they also like are a higher status of you, whatever. And so it, the cool thing when we had the house show is that we basically had you know, an after party where like the performers were meeting the audience and sometimes their friends were there, but sometimes not. Even though it was only a couple of years, I, I just feel like that's really informed what I've wanted to do since. I worked at the Chicago Humanities Festival for uh, about three years. And so I really cut my teeth on that. And while I was there, I got really into accessibility, making sure that your events or your cultural occasion is accessible to people with disabilities, which has led to a lot of other opportunities. Um, I uh, have dealt with mental illness for a good portion of my life. I have some chronic illness. When I started working cultural accessibility, that really opened my eyes to like a whole new form of experience and realizing how many artistic experiences are not very accessible if you have disabilities of any range. And just learning a person with a disability isn't strictly someone in a wheelchair or someone who's elderly. It's just a whole range of things visible invisible, sometimes accessible accommodations are in conflict with each other. And so I, I've been learning about that and really immersing myself in that. I had a fellowship with uh, Disability Lead, which was an excellent opportunity to really uh, network with people and own a disability identity and get to meet other people with disabilities. A term that is used a lot in like architecture is universal design, which is this idea, you know, for instance, this happens in museums that are trying to be accessible. So when they're curating their exhibit, they follow the practices of universal design, which is like, where is the height where anyone, if they're in a wheelchair, if they're a child, if they're an adult, if they're tall, like what is the, the height where everyone is going to be able to access this? Or how do you design this so that at any entry point, whatever you need, you're accommodated. That 
concept has some like debate in the disability community, but I like the principle of like in a truly accessible world, you know, when we're talking about disability access, what would happen is that it wouldn't be that you need to disclose you have a disability and that you need to ask for accommodation. You would just be able to move through the world. This is so hard in the art space because it's a, a question of budget and, uh, you know, arts organizations, nonprofits are, you know, that can sometimes be a challenge. In an ideal world, instead of thinking how to tailor to each specific uh, disability or each accommodation, it's really like, what is going to be an access point for everyone? My former colleague who got me into cultural accessibility always used to say like, it needs to be baked in to everything. It's not something you add on top. You really need to build everything with accessibility in mind. I'm Daniela Mazio. I'm a writer, performer, advocate, and communications and accessibility consultant. And this is what Chicago sounds like. I've always been really passionate about film, uh, specifically the film and TV. I was really raised that way. When I went to college, my favorite classes were like the really niche media studies classes. What I really loved about that is you're not just reviewing the work or, you know, analyzing the work, but you're, you're analyzing it in context and of like with the people who are engaging with it, who are watching it. And that has really been the kind of way I like to write about um, film and TV. I am really interested in not eliminating an audience perspective. You know, sometimes you look at a movie and you're just exclusively thinking of the director, the writer's intention. You're looking at what they did cinematically. Um, you're looking at, you know, the, the writing structure, what they're trying to say, um, etc. Currently, I'm self-publishing. I'm just happy to write, and I love writing, and I love the challenge of writing and just trying to hold myself to a schedule. I'm really excited to, you know, be building out writing more and to be working um, with nonprofits and, and mission-based groups. Um, one of them is Plant Chicago on the southwest side. They're an amazing group of folks who are doing not just environmental work um, for sustainability, decarbonization, addressing kind of the consequences of uh, climate, but, you know, they're also like really connecting with their neighbors um, in back of the yards. And I love working with them and kind of bringing, you know, my expertise from other areas into like whether planning fundraisers or helping with their communications. I currently live in West Town, pretty close to Ukrainian Village. Been here, oh, I think this is four years now or, or starting the fourth year. Um, I live here with my fiance uh, and our two cats. You know, at first we were like, you know, it's a nice it's a nice neighborhood. It's accessible to downtown. It's accessible, you know, to uh, some of the arterial buses. Then we just started realizing that we have so many local spots that are like are starting to feel like our spots. I love Chicago so much. There's a spirit to this city that I just is really special. And there is such a um, current of invention that like folks here really don't feel like they necessarily have to go by the book. You know, they don't feel like they have to wear one hat and just do what you're supposed to do in whatever industry they're interested in. They're really like, it's such a cliche, but they, you know, march to the beat of their own drum of like, whether it's DIY art that's happening or, you know, it is the movement building that happens in Chicago and 
people who are passionate about people and how much, you know, whatever I end up doing, whether it's going back to comedy and, you know, being in the different comedy venues or being a filmmaker and really establishing a practice in the city, you know, outside of the Hollywood system or outside of, you know, New York production. Chicago is such a place for growth and such a place for invention. I'm Daniela Mazio. I'm a writer, performer, advocate, and communications and accessibility consultant. And this is what Chicago sounds like. <laughs>